Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the Autistic Woman. In this episode, you may hear references to Asperger's, ASD, AS, on the spectrum, and other terms that have now been replaced by the term autism. Each autistic person can choose their own words to describe themselves and autism. In later episodes, you'll hear me use autism, autistics, and autistic. This episode is about the basics of small talk and a simple thing you can do to make it feel easier. People with Asperger's feel uneasy in social situations. Small talk isn't stimulating. We think it's rather boring. We don't see the point or understand the rules, so we basically don't know how to do it. There are a number of brain regions that contribute to communication. The brain's wiring is complex, and for a person with Asperger's, disruptions in these areas complicate communication. Extroverted people get energy from being around people, from meeting new people, and chatting. It seems to be natural and effortless. By contrast, people with AS typically are introverted and at times avoid interactions because of how their brains are wired. One place where this can have significant effect is in the business world. People with AS don't necessarily realize that on the job, skills aren't the only measure of worth. What is just as important is building and maintaining relationships. If you chat with the boss, he or she is more apt to like you and take an interest in your work. I found this out late in life in my 50s. I was at a company and it was time to choose the employee of the year. I did some important projects that year and felt that I'd earned recognition. The one thing I didn't do is network. I'm introverted and autistic, even though I didn't know it at the time. And that turned out to be a huge roadblock. I knew my work was good, and I also knew that the company recognized it. I expected that my work would speak for itself. That thinking comes from school, where how we perform is what matters. And here I am, a good employee. Just look at all that I've accomplished, right? The employee who got Employee of the Year was from the IT department. He got the award after moving and setting up some computers. When something like this happens, it hurts, and I really want to understand. I figured out that the difference between us was that he knew how to do small talk. He spoke with the CEO almost daily. He knew how to promote himself. So all of my career, I was focused on the wrong thing, or maybe I avoided the right thing. My ability was overshadowed by my inability to socialize. One of the challenges I have is that even though I'm highly conversational on the inside, getting the words out doesn't happen. For years, I've attempted small talk and successfully created a negative or unfriendly view of myself, so of course I avoid it. I've compiled some cringeworthy examples of small talk that will be familiar to people with AS. See how these sound to you. A person I don't know approaches me at an event, introduces himself, and then says, This is a great place for an event like this. Yes, it is. What do you do? 
I'm an attorney. You don't look like an attorney. Right, I'm too shy and quiet, I guess. That shuts down the convo, and I'm at a loss for words. What do I say to that? This isn't the first time someone has said that. I've tried to solve my small talk problem by watching how others do it. I had a co-worker I admired who was friendly and well-liked. It seemed easy for her to talk to anyone. I noticed that one of the ways she kept the conversation going was that she would ask the other person about their vacation. It always worked. Here's an example of me trying it. Any vacation plans this year? No, my wife can't take any time off. Oops, that wasn't in the script. I struggled to come up with something to keep the conversation going. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? The lake. Tell me about it. What do you like about the lake? I'm feeling really good about myself now because I've asked an open-ended question. What isn't there to like about the lake? I'm outdoors with so much to do. Again, off script, I remember that I can ask a follow-up question. What kind of things do you do? I'm getting a strange look from the guy. Am I being too nosy? Am I making him uncomfortable? I don't know. It's probably something else altogether. Sport fishing, skiing, sailing my boat. Sounds amazing. I've never been there before. Hey, I see a friend over there. Nice meeting you. He walks away, leaving me asking myself. Did he say that as a thing you say, but really it has no meaning behind it, like, have a nice day? Was he bored? Did he enjoy talking to me? People with AS usually can't tell the difference, so it leaves us frustrated. I won't give up. I do some research to improve my conversational skills. I found an article called Easy Ways to Make Small Talk. Now, do you think these are vague? Be interested. Find ways to relate. Ask questions and follow-up questions. Watch your body language. This article suggests that you smile. Really? That just brings a picture to mind of me standing there with a smile frozen on my face. It's super hard for me to fake smile. I did learn that I can keep things general, and people will often respond with specifics. Here goes. What a game this weekend. Which one? Uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. I didn't see that question coming. I don't think I've seen a game like that before. Not bad, I think to myself. Oh, yeah, the Green Bay game. The defense was weak, but they pulled it out with that Hail Mary. The brains of people with Asperger's write scripts so the mind can rehearse ahead of time. Typically, we do it before going to an appointment, a meeting, or an event. We play out a number of alternatives in our heads, hoping to be prepared. For me, this rehearsing thing goes on all the time, so I thought it was common. I mean, what's the alternative? I know that socializing requires conversation. It's frustrating to have a brain that makes having friends and getting to know people so challenging. You might have heard about 36 questions to fall in love. A psychologist came up with these and says these questions lead to closer relationships and at a faster rate. These questions are designed for romance and can be adjusted to use in other relationships. They're based on the idea that small talk doesn't really get us anywhere. 
I learned about this and I was pretty excited. Here, I have a roadmap, I was thinking, to genuinely get to know people. I've got to point something out. One of the stressors for me with talking to people who I'm hoping to get to know is that I am lost when it comes to the parameters that are okay. I don't always get the personal questions that are okay versus which ones you only ask a good friend. I know this about myself. I lean toward being quiet. It seems better than coming across as insensitive and not even realizing that's how I sound. Back to the 36 questions. You use these with a stranger on a first date or a meetup with someone you met online. Here's question three. I picked it because, well, just listen. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Oh my God, I love that question. Here's question four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? That's pretty good. I'd probably worry that they would then ask me. Unless I have this nailed down ahead of time, my brain will give me white noise. The irony is that even working on an answer on my own ahead of time, I get a lot of nothing. I'm sure I have a perfect day. I just don't know how to put it into words. So here's another. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Was your first reaction, oh, I better figure this out before I go and maybe rehearse it, followed by a list of names you reject one after the other and make yourself crazy. People with AS desperately want to do things right in a world that doesn't make the directions clear. The brains of people with AS write scripts so the mind can rehearse ahead of time. Typically, we do it before going to an appointment, a meeting, or an event. We play out a number of alternatives in our heads, hoping to be prepared. For me, this rehearsing thing goes on all the time, so I thought it was common. What's the alternative? A typical brain integrates social experiences on a continuum, collecting and expanding along the way. The AS brain, as I experience it, compartmentalizes it. We have these great brains made up of all kinds of files of what we've learned. Our brains scan these files for a match to whatever situation we're in. It doesn't find a match and offers up nothing. Hence, the blank we feel. I'm sorry nothing was found. Try a different search term. When I rehearse or script ahead of time, I'm making files I can access as I need to. We use a lot of energy thinking about the upcoming small talk situation to imagine and create scenarios and responses. We're still paying attention to what's going on during the conversation, and we're accessing these scenarios. Being visual thinkers, our brains have to convert the words we hear into pictures. And at the same time, we deal with this stress and hope to not go blank, not have a disinterested look on our face, and not be boring. Can you see why it's exhausting? Later, we replay the whole social encounter in our minds, imagining what we could have said. As we do that, we're actually scripting 
maybe if we make enough files, we'll have enough information to form a connection, the thing we want the most. Look at the challenge here and give yourself credit. So now for the good part. I've got something for you that really can ease anxiety in small talk situations. Here it is, and it's now your mantra. There is no wrong answer. Sound too simple? It's likely going to be hard to do at first. I can feel my brain resist it for a whole bunch of rational reasons. This is one area where you may be able to change your brain the tiniest bit. There is no wrong answer. It frees you to do less preparation. I mean, who could really be prepared for? What is your most treasured memory? Get it? There's no wrong answer. And bonus, there is no right answer either. The AS brain is wired uniquely. It's a physical thing, not a personality thing. Here's some unhelpful advice I've read, and this should help you get ready to use your new mantra. Practice answering open-ended questions like these. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that be? What's the craziest thing a boss has ever asked you to do? What was the highlight of your week? For me, I can't figure out when in a conversation it's okay to ask. Don't you need to be talking for a while? When do I jump in after introductions? And finally, here's a list of suggestions I read that anyone would find vague, in my opinion. Remember names. Don't hold back. Draw the other person out. Keep the conversation going. Have appropriate body language. These rules are about as helpful as be yourself or put your best foot forward. Let's get this out there. Small talk is stressful for people with AS and not being able to talk to people and make friends is even more stressful. What if neurotypicals understood they need to make accommodations for us rather than the other way around. We're pretty interesting if you are interested. Yes, you might not know how to talk to someone who is extroverted and they don't know how to talk to you either. The only advice I have is remember your new mantra. There is no wrong answer. What I know about small talk is that we don't like it because we don't know how to navigate it The idea that practice makes perfect doesn't work for people with AS. Our brains have a hard time relating past experience to present situations that aren't the exact same ones as we've had before. What are the chances they will be? So you neurotypical extroverts, can you help us out here? Somehow, conversations between people with AS seem easy and natural. It's something worth talking about. You can learn more about autistic traits in this podcast. Listen to Sensory Sensitivities about how autistic senses are affected by autism. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm on Twitter at an autistic woman, or you can email me at info@theautisticwoman.com. Support the podcast by subscribing, liking, tweeting, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, 
and becoming a patron on Patreon. I'll put links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the Autistic Woman. Woman.